0: You're listening to GNU World Order, episode 7 of season 13, 4042 of 2019. Hi everyone, my name is Klaatu, this is the GNU World Order. I have listener feedback, I have a discussion of ZFS and licensing issues, and uh, I think that's it for today. It'll be a short, huh, a short episode. I say short, meaning of course that I'll ramble on for an hour, but I'm gonna try to keep this short, because I'm a busy person, as we all are. So first of all, let's do some listener feedback. This one's from Deep Geek, again. And this one is about uh, two episodes ago, so that's 13.5, wherein I believe I was talking about the licensing stuff, I think. Yeah, I think so. Because here's what he says. He says... Um, sorry ZFS has taken over your show, but I wanted to mention that I don't run ZFS in the kernel. I run a Fuse implementation of it. I didn't do this for licensing reason, reasons. I wanted to use a stock kernel. So that's pretty interesting. So I guess um, ZFS on Linux through Fuse maybe is something that would be optional even after this kernel kerfuffle, or the licensing kerfuffle? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Um, I, I I just don't have the kind of deep understanding of of how all this code fits together sometimes, and this is one of those cases. It it gets very complex, and I I guess part of the part of the uncertainty here is that there there are these issues, but then there's the the level of confidence that people have to to either heed or ignore certain concerns, and and that's that's where the, you know that that. It goes beyond being a gray area, and it becomes this kind of ethereal gray mist that you're just like, I don't even know, like, I, this could be true, this could be false, and either way, it seems that people are too nervous to, to sort of test that, to test a theory one way or the other. Ergo, it is going to be treated as if though it was true, even if, in fact, it wasn't completely necessary. That 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 gets annoying. Um, I think that's probably one of the most annoying things about all of this legal stuff, is where it, it starts to fall out of kind of like, okay, these are the rules we've set, and into the realm of, well, this is how we're going to interpret those, or he, this is how we're going to respond to those rules. But this brings up, sort of in a roundabout way, an interesting point. And, and I have heard from a, a couple of different people, in response to the uh, episode, the the... Episode five, or whatever it was, where I was talking about licensing issues, is that you know that that is not the job of the licensing model to sort of protect people from from being taken taken advantage of. Um, in, in less in less charitable terms, I guess you could just say, well, by definition, the GNU the GNU Public License GPL is not as free. As something like the BSD or the MIT license or the Zlib license or whatever, and I I feel like or the Apache license, I I feel like um, that's objectively true, right? I mean the GPL, if it places re- some number of restrictions on, on a target, then then it is it is more restricted than a license that places some number that is less than the GPL number um, of restrictions on a target and the BSD license in some or or even the MIT like if you read it it's like a paragraph long I think I mean maybe there's an extended version somewhere but the 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 thing that I keep reading is like a paragraph and it basically says you have to credit the author you know or or in in their terms you know retain this copyright notice essentially is what it says and and that's it like that's the restrictions so. And that's great, and that's really neat. And as I've said, I, I don't, I don't feel like it's necessarily a bad thing. I, I quite like that. I'm, I'm a user of. I, I often use the GNU All Permissive license because I feel like that, that has the same effect as a BSD license, but it also gives a nod to the GNU uh, organization, which um, isn't really. I mean, I don't really care about nodding to the GNU organization as such, it's just that I feel like being able to find the GNU organization is important for people, because a lot of people, myself included at one point in time, did not know such a thing existed, didn't know that the idea of of free software, where free meaning uh, liberated, even exists. So pointing people towards GNU and, and towards that manifesto, that GNU manifesto where it where it spells everything out, I think is an important is an important opportunity to to that I don't want to um pass up. Because that is I mean I, I think I've said before, the way I found all this stuff was I was messing around with Tetris in Emacs because I thought that was a really cool technically elite thing to do. I thought that was super cool. Like if I could be the guy playing Tetris in Emacs, then I'd look really cool. Plus it was entertaining, right? I mean that was that was at the end of the day, I didn't want to pay attention to what the people were saying at the front of the room and I wanted to play Tetris instead. So that was the that was the way that I found Emacs. It is the way that I found within Emacs I found the GNU Manifesto and, and that was my introduction, really, into open source. Or or into the realization that you could that, that that there was a movement built up around this, that this was a thing that you could live in rather than just some freebie software that you would download um, off the internet sometimes and and they would do useful things for you so that's a good thing and the gnu all permissive license is a good thing I quite like it but but is it free like is it is is the GPL is is it really free and, and why not favor the BSD license because it, it does it is objectively a more free license right it is it is more liberating than something with more restrictions that's just as I say it's you cannot argue that fact and and I think I think my concern really is that when we say that something is free then and and I'm going to assume for the rest of this episode that when we say the word free we're talking liberated not 0 dollars right 0 dollars does not come into this at all like this is not that discussion at all so free means liberated or or yeah w- without restriction right so um I think my... Independence, too. That's a good word. That's a good word. So I think my concern is that the 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 degree of liberation and independence of our target being, you know, the user, like you and me, um, the, the level of liberation or independence that those people have may not be the same as the level of independence and liberation that other people have it's kind of that old adage of um, or the cliche maybe of everyone's free but some are freer than others or or whatever term you you put, it, put put any term in there that you want but in in this context it's like everyone's got independence everyone's liberated it's just some people are more liberated than others by which i mean a lot of times in the real world especially in uh, a corporate driven sort of capitalistic world there's 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 this base assumption that, well, everyone is equal, and everyone's everyone's got the same rights as everyone else. Now, ignoring the fact that that's a very sort of nation-centric view, right, because it ignores that there are other places in the world where that does not exist, so that, there's that problem, right? But we all only care about, like, sort of our city block and then the whole Internet, right? That's That's our scope. It's like, I care about my city and everyone else in the world by way of the websites that I go to that's kind of the modern state of of mentality I feel so there are people out there who are using software and they can they can leverage the open sourcedness of software and it's great it's fantastic and everything works and they're they're using licenses that they like and and they're protected by the licenses or the licenses are very are have basically no restrictions, so they can do whatever they want to, and so on. But in reality, I think, I find, what has happened, in, in my view, is that the people who have either a lot of uh, mo- money, like monetary power, or maybe a lot of influence in a certain space, they tend to be able to leverage open source, or, or open source licensing, and and free software in a different way than other people who may not have as much monetary influence or or influence in a certain sphere. I can give you an example. A one an interesting one just came up. I mean, there's there's the old one, which is, for instance, something like KHTML. Right? That's I've talked about this that one on this show before. And and part of that is that KHTML existed, and it sort of, it belonged to its maintainer, right? And then Apple came along and took the KHTML code base and just walked away with it. Now, that is within their rights, that there's nothing, quote-unquote, protecting the maintainer against that. That That's part of the, that's part of the deal, as long as the the person who takes the code and walks away and then uses it and redistributes it does indeed provide the source code to that to, to the thing that they've walked away with, because that's part of the the GPL clause, that's part of the the obligation. and And so Apple did that. They took the code. they walked away with it. they they essentially forked it. I mean, they made WebKit out of it. and and they did. They provided the source code. So it has they followed the the, the license. So that's actually a success story of of the GPL. And yet, it doesn't quite sit right with a lot of people, because Apple is this big, big conglomerate, right? It's this big entity with lots of paid programmers, and so they took a a project that was pretty far along, that had been driven by a couple of people, and then handed it over to the farm, the, the factory, and had a bunch of people hammer away at it and take it into a new direction, so there's i'm i'm not by the way i'm not making a moral judgment on this at this at this stage i'm simply s- i'm simply saying that because Apple had such power of one of in one way or another, they were able to to take code that had come very far along with just a few people and then push it into a completely different direction and make it into its own thing again it's a success story of the g p l in one way but it it also kind of makes you think well that's a little bit interesting that apple is able to do that that they that they have the power to do that just simply based on who they who and what they are because if if somebody if some if one person went to a big conglomerate that happened to be offering their code and that one person took the code and walked away with it and Published the source code and went into a different direction with it. It probably wouldn't take over the internet the way, for instance, WebKit did. Do you see what I'm saying? So there's there's just kind of a force. You could think of it almost in f- terms of physics, right? There's just there's a certain gravitational pull that uh, pull that Apple has versus the, a gravitational pull that one person walking away with a copy of code has. Is that a bad thing? Is it an evil thing? No, it's just, it's its kind of, it's physics, right? It's its sort of nature. It is the way that things are. If, if, if you're bigger and more important, then people listen to you than if you're just one small person. Now, when that becomes problematic, on the other hand, are times when maybe licensing is being mistreated, so imagine that apple had come along and taken a copy of the code and actually had not published sources for it do you think those couple of people would have been able to actually approach apple and say hey you're violating our license i mean maybe they could have not not by their but not by themselves right they would have had to go to to a to legal counsel and to and and they they would have to they would have to get someone else involved and they would they they would probably have to pay legal fees but then you you could say well no they wouldn't there there are so many great lawyers out there like all three of them that that really fight for open source and they would have done the work pro bono okay well someone else is paying for it right so so now you've got this this situation where people are donating money possibly in this imaginary situation to go up against this huge corporate wall with all the legal things on their side, and trying to fight the, uh, a pretend uh, violation. I mean, in this pretend situation it would be real, but I'm saying that this is this did not happen. I'm not trying to slander anyone, I'm just saying if that had happened, what chance would the, the little guy have had against the big conglomerate that had decided to ignore a licensing uh, term? And and don't think that that hasn't happened. I mean, that's definitely happened before. It, it happens in the real world very frequently. Licenses are violated all the time. Now we get to hear about the ones that get the free legal counsel or that have enough money to throw at a legal counsel. We get to hear about those cases because those are big and exciting, and those are actually moving. So as as eager as we are to pretend like everything that that everything has balance and that. That the voice of, of one small person is just as important as the voice of a big conglomeration with a brand and billions of dollars to its name. It's just not the case. So if 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 something is used even to the letter of the law, but but clearly not in the spirit of it, then there's just no chance if if the offender is the conglomerate and the the, the person being Taken advantage of, or uh, uh, betrayed, or abused, or whatever term you want to use, is just one or two or, or some small group of people with not a lot of money. Then, then there's going to be that. That's not going to balance out. And you can you can pretend like there's a system there to make sure that that never happens. All you want, or you can be ruthless and say, well, that's just the way. That's that's the price of progress. That's we live in a modern world where. Everything is, you know, all progress is being made by these conglomerate corporate interests, and that's just, that's just what it costs to have what we have, whatever we have. I mean, if you write code that that then gets used in ways that you never could have imagined, then oh well, that's, that's the price of living in the 21st century. That that that's fine. That's that's how you might feel, but I I don't feel like I I don't think that even you in that case could say that there was balance there because the the idea still is that that one force is definitely greater than the other, and and again that's nat that's nature. That's just the forces of that's how things work, right? That's just the model. But if that's the model, then if if the one way to to counter the imbalance is a stupid sheet of paper that says this license is really important and in order to use this code you have to do these things then i think i feel like that's a good thing because that's kind of that's 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 pushing a little bit of 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 the weight in the letter of the law over to the to the the person with fewer resources to defend their interests here's an example uh from real life that is happening like right now as of this recording. So there's a site called Pixabay, P I X A B A Y I think. And Pixabay was is one of those uh free photo sites. You know, you 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 need a pho- stock photography and you don't want to go pay for some stock photography from s- some company. You find it on Pixabay. You're you're you can Grab and, and I think they had graphics too. They had like uh, you know clip art and stuff like that. So they they had and they have videos. Big big site. Lots of lots of content. Like millions and millions of photos and videos and clip arts. So they had published everything on that site under a CC zero license. You go to Pixabay. Everything's it's very clear. You can download and use whatever you find there in whatever way you see fit it's a cc0 license creative commons zero rights reserved license so people contributed their content to pixabay for months years probably i don't know how long it's been around it's just kind of been there for a long time at least 4 years so they've 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 been around people have been contributing and people upload their content the content that they create under a cc0 license knowing that everyone else in the world who accesses that site will have a chance to find their content and use it under a CC0 license. At some point this year, 2019, it is not clear as to when this happened, actually, but at some point during the first 30 days of of 2019, the Pixabay website showed that everything on the site was licensed under the Pixabay license. The Pixabay license, as you can imagine, is a home-brewed license. It's a bit of a variant on a Creative Commons license, I guess. And here's what it says, generally, I don't want to read the whole thing, but it says, Images and videos on Pixabay are made available under the Pixabay license on the following terms. Under the Pixabay license, you are granted an irrevocable, worldwide, non-exclusive, and royalty-free right to use, download, copy, modify, or adapt the images and videos for commercial or non-commercial purposes. Attribution of the photographer or Pixabay is not required, but is always appreciated. The Pixabay license. Now that 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 paragraph, dear listener, is is pretty similar, really, to what you would expect from a CC0 license. That's pretty spot on. You can do whatever you want to with what you've downloaded. No credit required. That's, it's almost a public domain, right? It it's it is a an explicit license that no rights are being reserved. Now it continues after that to say the pixabay license does not allow sale or distribution of images or videos as digital stock photos or as digital wallpapers okay well that's completely counter to cc0 right and it, it is it 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 basically renders the above paragraph meaningless right because now now you cannot you cannot do commercial or not uh, commercial things with the images i mean some some commercial things but you can't you can't sell them as 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 images in themselves and that's that's not what the cc0 says Um, item b that you cannot do sale or distribution of images or videos e.g. as a poster digital print or physical product without adding any additional elements or otherwise adding value so this is obviously very fuzzy language, I don't, I don't exactly know what they mean by this. They say without adding any additional elements or otherwise adding value. Um, what does adding value mean? I don't know. Um, following the letter of this license, I guess if I change the value of a single pixel in an image, then I can, I can do this. I can sell it as a poster, a digital print, or a physical product, but apparently I still can't sell it as a digital stock photo or digital wallpaper. And then C, it says, depiction of identifiable persons in an offensive, pornographic, obscene, immoral, defamatory, or libelous way. Once again, this is pretty fuzzy because identifiable persons, I mean, I guess so if their face is in the shot, you can't use it for quote-unquote offensive material. I don't know what offensive material is. I'll tell you right now, dear listener, that I was at a technical conference this past month and was asked to change my shirt my t-shirt, because they found the contents of my t-shirt offensive. Too offensive for the technical conference. Now, you know me. I'm not super offensive, generally. I mean, I try not to be. But the shirt was offensive to them, and so they asked me to change my shirt before going to the conference. So, I mean, I could imagine a world in which I download something from Pixabay and use it in an offensive manner, maybe even immoral, Maybe defamatory. I'm not sure. It's really difficult to define these terms. And then item D, any suggestion that there is an endorsement of products and services by depicted persons, brands, and organizations, unless permission was granted. And again, how can you define that? How can you determine whether something suggests endorsement? I mean, if I use an image from Pixabay on a blog... Am I suggesting that they then endorse the blog? Or am I just using a photo from Pixabay? I'm not really sure. So it's a bad license, but that's really secondary to the fact that it's a different license, right? So for years, Pixabay existed and had people uploading content to their website. And now without any kind of consultation or warning, they have changed the license. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of contributors had no idea that the license had changed. Why would you? If you'd been told when you started uploading stuff three years ago un- that you were contributing everything CC0, then surely that's just your default assumptions that the site is a CC0 license and that your content remains under the CC0 license. Now, you, as the copyright holder, have the power and the option to relicense the content. You can do that. You're allowed to do that as the copyright holder. Pixabay is not. You have not assigned copyright to Pixabay. They are not allowed to change the license out from under you, and yet that is exactly what Pixabay did. Now, Pixabay is by no means a huge conglomerate. I I don't think they are, anyway. I mean, they've obviously got enough revenue to stay online and that sort of thing, and I guess they must probably have developers and probably a marketing team and so on but but in you know compared to my previous example of oh look at how big and horrible Apple is and how wonderful and noble the lone developer is pixabay is not that right they're just they they're a group of people doing maybe making some bad decisions in their in, in their legal department um, well they probably don't have a legal department that's probably the problem but but that's that's it's not it, it isn't on that scale and yet there's there is an imbalance there right because there's this website and people have submitted their content to them and now they've they have relicensed the content uh without permission of all of the, of all of the contributors they've just they've they have relicensed everything essentially i mean i think that if you probably asked them they would they would admit that well yeah if you had downloaded a photo under the cc0 license back when we had the cc0 license across our page then yes, that remains CC zero because they they like legally they are not allowed to do. It. But but who's gonna call? Who's gonna? How, how's that gonna be fixed? I mean, it's it's an ongoing it's an ongoing issue, right? So who knows how it will be fixed? Maybe some legal people will be involved. All I'm saying is that if you are a lone contributor to Pixabay and you either don't know that the license has changed or you know that it has and now you don't know how to what to do, how to, how to mitigate against this sudden change in policy, then you're kind of out of luck. Now, obviously, the licenses themselves have not protected anyone in any of these cases, right? I mean, both of the examples that I've given, the both real world examples that I've given, they, they end up in the, basically the same, they, they kind of result in the same outcome. And that is that the the, the individuals who have been taken advantage of in some way, or use whatever term you, you want to use if you don't like that term, they, they essentially have no recourse. They're just one person, and unless they seek out legal counsel and score some free legal counsel, probably, or just decide to invest a lot of money into into just, you know a, a case dedicated to giving something away for free, they're probably not going to be able to to actually leverage the power of their license. And I guess that maybe is my point, is that a license that has zero restrictions enables this kind of activity as a matter of law. It, it, it doesn't just enable it, but it, it, it grants it. It puts, it, it blesses it by saying, you really don't have to play nice at all. You can do whatever you want. And if you are bigger and badder, than the person with the stuff that you want, then you can just take the stuff, and that's fine. And I'm not okay with that. I'm just not. And and you can throw whatever kind of social theory at me that you want, because I'm just not okay with it. And I don't believe that if a million people stop buying the products from Apple, or they stop going to the Pixabay website... I I don't believe that that will cause those conglomerates to change their actions because those conglomerates have gotten bigger than a million people they've they've they're they're big maybe not pixabay but many things in this world are a lot bigger than the power of voting with your dollar or voting with your clicks or whatever they're just too widespread at this point and you as an individual are fighting against people who are literally ignorant of a situation and I, I don't mean ignorant in the insulting way i mean you wake up in the morning and you go to work and you you didn't see the thing on the th- website where it said oh my gosh i'm outraged look at this change in licensing policy or whatever you just you're ignorant of it you do not know that that's happened so you cannot join in the the mounting resistance to take back the rights of the individual people, right? Because you just don't know that that's even going on. So that happens. Uh, you, you're also up against people who, the, against the apologists who, who, as far as they, uh, who, as far as they are concerned, uh, are are fine with the people with the conglomerates stomping over all of the assets of other people. That's fine. That's not a problem for them. They support that. They believe that the conglomerates are the reason we have a, a reasonably high quality of life, and so whatever they need to do to ensure our comfort is fair game. You're up against a lot. and And while the license doesn't actually guarantee any kind of magical protection against abuse or misuse at least it does not condone it. And for that reason, I think licenses are important, and I think that enforcing licenses is actually worthwhile. I don't mean going and suing everyone left and right because they didn't do this or they didn't do that, although I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for when that does happen, to be honest, because generally speaking, these are companies that should have looked up license policies and and requirements in advance. And if you're pushing internet-of-thing devices out and forgetting to publish your source code because you used this or that library, you're probably also the kind of company that are, you're, you're probably not going to keep in mind four years from now that you need to update those devices with security fixes and so on. So, yeah, I, I feel like following licenses is actually one of those things that if you're going to go into the business world, then you should probably be ready to follow licenses. It should be part of the setup uh part of your setup to to actually know licenses and know how to follow them so it's not trivial that the linux kernel for instance says you can't link to this library or whatever because you're not a gpl thing and and that and we cannot satisfy your license you are cddl we are unable to comply with you and you are unable to comply with us so we cannot use each other's code that's an important thing and yeah, it's it's largely theoretical, but it only stays theoretical for as long as it doesn't affect you. And then one day, suddenly, it does affect you, and you wonder how it got to that point. This is how it gets to that point, by ignoring it. And I guess we can't do that. Not in this world, not right now. Maybe someday, but not today. So that's everything I've got for you. I know it's lots of theory and philosophy and politics and stuff, which I usually tend to try to avoid. I prefer the techno- technological aspect of things a lot more than I do about this. But people, you know, commented. People, people asked opinions, and so I'm, I'm providing. So thank you very much for listening. I will talk to you next week. Of course, you can email me at clatu@member.fsf.org. at member.fsf.org. That's klatu at member.fsf, as in free software foundation.org. And of course, you can visit my various websites, gnuworldorder.info and slackermedia.info. I will see you next time. The military posture in the world to an aggressive military posture. Mm-hmm.